Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole on our April 3rd, 2018 episode, Haunted Ireland. Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole, and we have our co-hostess back, Vanessa Hogle. So I am Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost historian. With me, as always, my co-host, Vanessa Hogle, except for the past two weeks, and we'll get into that in just a moment, and our chat shenanigator, Shauna, down in the chat room. Uh, welcome, everybody. Yes, we have... Uh, Vanessa Hogle back with us. Really uh, happy to have her back. I do want to thank uh, Chuck Banks from uh, Beyond the Light Network, which we are broadcasting on uh, Spreaker, uh, Beyond the Light Network, through them as well as part of the simulcast as well as on Periscope. Uh, so thank you, Chuck, for filling in those couple weeks. Vanessa, welcome back. Chucky! <laughs> <laughs> well, I turn on Periscope. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it, it's it's well. I'm happy to be back. I've got my boy who's sitting right over there, and I missed all y'all, and I just love you. Um, but I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, so many of us are jealous that you went to Ireland, especially Shauna and I, because we're talking about that as a honeymoon. Oh, you need to do it. <laughs> you need to do it. I, I mean, I can tell you where to go and where not to go. I'm going to start out right now just real quick, just leaving y'all with this one thing. You can think about it the whole show. I had a hamburger. Oh my god! <laughs> at a place at a place called Bunsen Burgers mm-hmm. in Dublin. It took a cool minute to get there because we went to the wrong one. I'm gonna tell you right now, it was damn near orgasmic. That oh was god. the best hamburger I've ever had in my <laughs> life, and you must go. Awesome. Bunsen Burgers. There we go. Uh, thank you to Tom McNicholas down in Periscope for the super heart down there. Appreciate that. So, um, yeah, and we may or may not have our chat shenanigator. She's been dropping in and out with her uh, internet connection because of a storm out there. We're having basically like the same storm here as well. So hopefully our our power stays on. We've had some stuff going on. So Yeah. <laughs> it better. It better. I've been waiting to tell you guys about all this. Yeah, and I just got a message from Shauna. She's going to be late tuning in because her power flicked off again. Um, let's do a little housekeeping first and we'll get into your adventures. So, um, also, uh, okay, I already talked about Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Um, White Rabbit Notification Squad. So, talked about it here the one week, whether it was last week or the week before, whenever it was, that uh, YouTube has admitted uh, some issues with notifications but not exactly the way that we think of it it's just their method of how they push out notifications and sometimes you have to click the bell if you want them for sure you have to click the little bell otherwise if you're just a subscriber you may or may not get a notification just because they don't send them out to all subscribers just because of the fact that if they did for people that have like millions of subscribers they would send out millions of emails and all that stuff so they spam the world right so it's only to people that click the bell however even with that there are certain times during the day on the hour on the half hour where their systems get bottlenecked and so not all of them go out on time so to alleviate that problem because some people are like man i didn't get the notification forgot and all that stuff Um, people get busy so we're putting together a white rabbit notification squad and thank you uh, Tom McNicholas for the $10 super chat says welcome back Vanessa and so 
uh, what, so what this is, is basically uh, any of you who would like to volunteer for that, uh, Donna Gorton is going to be managing that, one of our Cheshire cats. And just, you know, as the show is starting, just just put out there whatever social media you have, you know, hey, the show's starting, please tune in and just provide the link. So you guys will be the White Rabbit Notification Squad. Uh, go ahead, throw down there in the chat, get with with Donna and however she is going to manage that. Manage that. Thank you very much, Donna Gorton. Appreciate it. So we'll see how that goes next week. Ooh, Donna. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, White Rabbit, because, you know, he's got the pocket watch and trying to be on time and all that stuff. So, yeah. All yeah. Right. Now, Vanessa, take it away. Ireland, tell us about oh, your adventures. Stars. Okay. <laughs> where to start? Uh, where to start? Well, um, <laughs> it was an adventure from beginning to end. Okay. Um, first off, we actually, we left from Dallas, uh, flew uh, to New York and spent the afternoon with Rachel Rodbell and George Fusco had real, real New York style pizza. Now, y'all don't understand, okay? If you've never had it, damn, all right? Now, I'm a little chunky girl. I like my food. So when you're going to hear me talk about this, you know that it's close to my heart, <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's close to my heart. Um, but then we flew out um, the... That afternoon, we flew into Dublin. Um, I had a horrible flight. <laughs> Everybody else had a great flight. I had a horrible flight. And normally, international flights are amazing. Okay? <laughs> they normally are. Um, the food is great. Had great chicken. Good. Again, Southern Good. Guys, close to my heart. Um, but this bitch next to me. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, the entire plane is dark. Everybody's ready to go to sleep because we're going to wake up early in the morning, step step onto Dublin soil, right? Yep. Yep. She has her interrogation light on above me, pointing directly at me, and the only way to turn it off is on the remote control. She's holding in her crusty little fist down on the other side <laughs> of her body. Okay? It took all I had not to sit on her, you know? And anyway, <laughs> so smack her. It's like, hey, you know, light? Really? I was trying to be sweet, but can you imagine my frustration? It is a pitch black plane. Yeah. Everything's out. And the only light is on you. Directly in my eyes. Directly. I could have killed that bitch. Anyway, so we get to Dublin. Um, I can't explain to y'all. I don't know how many people in the chat have actually ever got to go to one of their dream locations. If you haven't, you must do it. Uh, drop the fast food for six months. Put that money <laughs> in the bank. That'll pay for your trip. Okay? You, you must do this. Uh, it was. I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. Time just did not allow it, which means I just I have to go back. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm I'm all broken hearted about that, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back. Um, but I did want to touch on three places mm -hmm. that I spent some time at um, that I know will, will really hold an interest for people. And one of them was Hellfire Club. All right. Let's get into that Hellfire Club. One, yes. Let's just dive right on into it. All right. Um, I can get this up, right? Here we go. That's, that's not the gentleman. That's not that it. Is, that's the wrong one. He is from Lost Castle. There's Hellfire. That there's is Hellfire. the Hellfire Club. 
Now, keep that picture up there. What I, I want people to understand is you see the big windows, the larger windows. If you look at the very bottom of the building, you're going to see a slit there, a little slit window. And then this is a mound back here behind it. Here's the interesting thing. We hiked up this mountain. You can't see it in this picture except for little spots. But it, Well, you can see that it's on top of a it was big snow. hill. Because there's, you can see if you look to the sides of the building, you can see it's, there's oh. stuff way down there. We hiked up, okay? And I am going to go ahead and go on record as saying I am fucking proud of myself. <laughs> as I am 46 years old. I am 20 years older than Laura, 18 years older than Abby, and 10 years older than Jana. And I got my chunky little ass up that mountain. <laughs> and when we were going to Hellfire Club, we were maybe 150 feet away from it. It was, it was within sight. And the second I rounded that corner and got a full visual of it, I was just bombarded. And the very first thing I saw was this priest looking man. All right. And as the girls are walking in or walking up to, to the Hellfire Club, I actually came and sat next to this mound on a stone that you can't see in this picture. Yeah, but this is, the, this is the priest? The man that I saw. Um, I did a very, very, very quick sketch of him in the, the leather-bound book that Don sent me before I went. This is a more um, detailed version that I did when I got home. And um, it's, it's, it's bizarre because you think that I would have made a beeline straight into the building. That was my goal. That was what I wanted to do. But I couldn't. I had to sit down and draw him out first. I had to kind of process that information. And once I did that, then I was able to go inside the building. And I, I need to spend so much more time there. As it stands right now, and I'm still going through all of, all of the photos that I have from the inside and dealing with the, the emotions and the images that I have from that, I'm still trying to decipher if what I saw was an imprint or if it was some type of communication. Hey, we got a uh, $2 super chat from Vicki Lawrence. Thank you very much, Vicki. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I'm trying not to look at my screen too much because I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to ignore anyone um, or I don't want to not look at the camera. But when I got into the building, um, the girls had already been through it and, and had walked out towards the front of it. So I was actually in there for the most part by myself. And... Um, I, I just I kind of went all through it and I was okay in most of the rooms until I got to the room with that slit window and you can see that it is for the most part half underground and if you will go Mike to the other uh, picture that I drew uh, oh actually stop right there go back real quick this is interesting people need to know this this looks as if somebody painted this on the wall, correct? Okay. What is going on on the wall? That looks like somebody painted that, right? It's one right? of the slits, isn't it? No. No? The, the no. picture you have up right now that looks like it's got a cross in it? Yeah. Yeah. That's water. 
Really? That is and that is how it came through. I enhanced it slightly, just with a contrast to show an even better picture. But that is the way that the water seeps in to the Hellfire Club in that room. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, that's right. As that cross. As a cross. How bizarre is that? Yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah, and I have the original too. That is not that doesn't have the contrast. It shows up just fine, but I wanted it to really show up for this, so people could see it definitely clearly. And what's very bizarre about it, and I know that this isn't intentional. It's just the way that it happened. Is you can see the cross on there, and then what looks to be almost like spiritual formation hovering around it. It's just so strange, and it was that is if I can remember. Remember correctly, you're at the front of Hellfire Club and you walk in. That would be to the room to the left. It's a larger room. And I was okay in there. I was okay in all of the rooms until I went behind the stairs down a little bit and went into the room that had the slit window. Hey, we just got hey, a $20 down. super chat from Andrew Cox. Thank you very much. Andrew Thank says, you. Green Iron. He says green Irish beer, green ghosty, and he's got a bunch of uh, emojis up there. So uh, thank you very much, Andrew. Really do appreciate that. Oh, yeah, thank you, buddy. Um, but when I went into that room at the back that has that slit window, and I keep in mind that slit window focuses out on towards that mound that I was sitting next to when I drew that that fella. Okay, it was it was a bit much in there. Um, the visual that I got was of a very young girl, maybe four years old, at absolute most five. And she was kind of huddled in the corner and she was shackled, at least on one leg. I could never see her face. I couldn't, I can't describe her face. If she comes to me at a later date, that's different. If that happens, I'm still uncertain if what I got in that room, as I told you before the show started, I'm still uncertain if it was an imprint or if it was intelligent imagery, you know, them trying actively trying to show me what they went through or if it was just the emotion so unbelievably embedded in that, in that stone that I saw it that way. Okay. So this I'm is the other certain. drawing. Yes, that is the other drawing. All right. And yeah, we're going to pop to that, that one real quick. Um, that's the little girl there to the left. And laying in front of her, he was about seven or eight, and he had um, the slash marks all over the back of his body, and I believe that he was stabbed on the front part of his body because of the pool, the pooling of the blood that was right there around him, that bucket that you see in the other corner. And I keep in mind, this drawing isn't to scale um, because there's just no way I could do that on the paper that I had. But you can see through this slit window, the mound in the back and one of the trees, that bucket is what they used to relieve themselves. They were kept in here naked. Oh, wow. And, oh, wow. Yes. Um, for reasons that I, I really don't want to describe, I'm certain everybody knows what I'm talking about. Now, um, I do have a very dear friend who is the lead investigator and founder uh, Phillips Paranormal in Ireland and he has investigated Hellfire Club and he wasn't with me when I was there but um, I did send him the drawings and he said that it was 
pretty damn accurate to what they uh, to, to different information that they had found out about the location and uh, evidence that, that that they have found. So it it is my belief, based on what I felt and what I saw, that that particular room was used for children for acts that I. I I yeah, you don't want to yeah, get yeah. into all that here. No, right? I mean, we understand. You um, understand exactly what I mean. Right. We're all adults here. We get it. And that is very sad and unfortunate. And, um, you know, I, I have heard rumors of that with the Hellfire Club before. So it's okay. it's sad that that's well, happened. What was so bizarre is when also there's another picture. And I didn't have time to find it. Mike found this. Um, he was looking at some of the pictures that, that we had posted on Instagram. And uh, when I'd left the Dublin area, and I think we were in Cork or Kalani or, or something. And he messaged me about it. And in one of the other pictures, you can actually see somebody in one of the windows. And I was the only one in the building. Oh, wow. That's not oh, wow. me. So I need to go back through there and pull them off, pull them up on the computer and see what I can see in that arena. Um but the other very bizarre thing is we were we came down a different way than we came up. We thought we were going to be smart and uh, <laughs> and cut our distance in half. And instead, what we did was fall on our asses in the mud, um, slide down <laughs> little inclines and bruise our bottoms and our pride. But we did make it down safe and sound um, only to come in contact with this couple that was doing a walk around there and we got to talk and I told them what I was there doing and they looked me and th this is an older couple older than me um, by uh, 15 20 years and they looked me square in the face and they say you know the devil himself is buried up there <laughs> and, and, I, and I said excuse me <laughs> right, right. And they said and they were dead serious oh I bet they oh, I were bet. dead serious and I found that fascinating because that's not that wasn't their purpose for being there and yet they were completely comfortable enough to share that information with a complete stranger right right that hey, shows we, have you a, how uh, we have a we have a question from, from i had to scroll back up uh okay well ria donna since she's uh, taking care of the <laughs> chat since Shauna's in and out. Uh, per Rebecca Gardner, can Vanessa explain what the original Hellfire Club was used for? Um, to my understanding, and the little bit of um, research that I've done on it since, is that it was essentially a gentleman's club. And that's, you know, where they could go up there without the ladies and carouse and do whatever do whatever they wanted to. And they took that to the extreme. They took that to the extreme. It's not unlike any other secret society or anything that, that we might have going on in recent history or even currently, where the level of secrecy is, is so tight and, and so constrictive that you can get away with anything you want. Because, and I'm going to be very specific about this, when it comes right down to it, everybody's guilty of something. Well, sure. Well, sure. And, and I'd and, heard and 
not the uh, the stories of the children, but basically doing things that did the children to, you know, women and even sometimes men. And, you know, just some of the acts were very, very grotesque. And so, uh, but you had very prominent people like Tom McNicholas and Chat asked uh, if Benjamin Franklin was a member of the Hellfire Club. B3 Airspace uh, confirmed that he was, and I believe he was. So he had... Yeah, but mostly people, uh, you know, around that area. Ben Franklin was an ambassador uh, for us. I believe Ben Franklin spent more of his time, though, at the Hellfire Caves in England than he did at the Hellfire Club in Ireland. And keep in mind, I've been to both. You have, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I can actually, I mean, I, I can tell you that there is a very different energy between one and the other. What's both, the difference? I mean, uh, it, it's a huge difference. Um, for me, the Hellfire Caves focused more on ritual sex and things like that with consenting and even sometimes, was it consensual? You know, sex with adults. And matter of fact, they have something called the River Sticks in the Hellfire Caves that they would take this little boat to and go back in there. And it's this, it's this chamber. And that's where they would they would practice ritual sex. Actually, quite a bit of it tended to fall under the what they would have thought then witchcraft type of situation. Which I mean, I'm a practitioner, so I mean, it's I see it a little bit differently. This was completely different. The vibe that came off of this was less "Hey, let's role play" to "We are horrible, awful." sick motherfuckers and we're on the top of a mountain we can get away with whatever the hell we want and so we're gonna do it now i'm not saying the hellfire caves didn't have some level of that but i didn't i could have stayed all night at hellfire caves by myself and not been freaked now that i know what hellfire club feels like gotcha hey we have a twenty dollar super chat from vicky laura she says this is what i meant to send before she had sent two before but she sent in 20 so thank you very much vicky really really do appreciate that uh all you guys are super chat superstars this evening really really appreciate that always guys are awesome yes they are i think they're happy to have you back yay yeah next time let's all go yeah let's do it okay that'll be fun um but it's just, it's a very, a very, very, very different feeling. Very different feeling. Um, I want to go back. I want to be able to spend more time. I want to see if I can draw out more information. And I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not, but they just yelled in my head to find out where the rest of the bodies are buried. Because mm-hmm. there is, um, there's an area up there, which I know for a fact has it, it has quite a few of them thrown in okay did you want me to Most, show a couple of those other picks that uh you had in there well though for the hellfire yeah yeah you can show those so they can see the the interior of it um again keep in mind on some of these because it was kind of dark and dank i did a contrast so you can see the inside of it but oh and look up there can you see that in that top window yeah. Yeah. I need to look closer at that picture. When I yeah, I'm gonna pull it up on my computer because it looks like there's something there. It looks like somebody's up that. there. Yeah. 
and they weren't. I it, took that. It picture. could be the glare on my computer, but I don't. There's, it's then it's on mine too. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that. But keep in mind, I've been looking at these on my phone. Little bitty dinky thing. Yeah, B three airspace is saying smoke in that window. So yeah, there's something up there. I can see it plain as day now. That is craziness. Wow, and I was not vaping in there. Yeah. And obviously Katie Palmer I, saying, I see a figure. Um, yeah, uh, Spooky Spectacular Dawn saying, cool pick. Uh, yeah, Tom, Michelle Nugent saying, I see it. So, uh, yeah. That's craziness. I didn't even see that until just now. I need to get on my computer more. Huh. Yeah, so that's that's great. Okay. <laughs> you never know what you find sometimes. <laughs> it is I, I love it when somebody else finds that shit, too. That makes me happy. Um, going on to a different location. All right, where are we headed to? Um, this is one. Uh, let's go to, let's go to. okay, y'all, is it Leap or is it Lep? Because it's, it's spelled Lep. like Leap, but people call it Lep. So whatever it is, that's where we're going. <laughs> okay. I've always Roll heard it called Lep. There you go. Okay, so um, Jan and I actually got very lucky that we were able to tour Lab Castle by ourselves. That's, <laughs> I mean, I, you got to like I'm that. Not, yeah, I'm not certain how often that happens, but it happened for us. It just worked out that way. And uh, a lovely man, Sean, who is the caretaker, he runs the place. Uh, he actually played the tin whistle for of course, I posted the video for y'all. It was so awesome. Um, I'm going to go on record right now is saying, and I'm very that I got to go here. I would like to investigate in a more detailed manner here. Would I feel comfortable being in this place in the upstairs by myself? Not on your fucking life. Okay. <laughs> I was going to tell you right now, everybody was messaging me um, after I got home asking me, um, you know, if the elemental came out to see me or, or the witch or whatever. Yeah, everybody talks yeah. about the elemental. I don't know what the hell it was. I just know that it did not care for me. It did not care for me one iota. I was fine in the downstairs. I was fine in the downstairs. Um, I was even fine in the middle area to a certain degree it started to get a little sketchy okay and i've actually got um more photography that i took with my phone of things that we saw in there but when we got to this top area up here it was it was too much it was too much um i didn't even know what i caught on camera until we got back to the hotel that night um, I felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I got nauseous. Um, felt like I was being watched. Felt like I was being touched. Uh, I think, I know I had my ankle grabbed. Um, I think that Jana got touched as well. Um, and not in a, oh, hey, look at you. I'm going to rub your shoulder kind of way. Um, it was just very, 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 very uncomfortable. And when we got back, um, to the hotel and was going through the pictures. Uh, Mike, can you pull up that one of the picture of the window? Yeah. You do have a question from Bree Jones. She wants to know if you smelled the elemental. It stunk to high heaven in that upper area. And Jan and I both talked about it. 
but it's weird. It's it's hard to describe what it smelled like. It was like compost on fire. <laughs> That's what it smelled like to me. Um, if you if you look at this window, I and I've slightly enhanced the contrast. That is all. No color added. No nothing. Um, if you look at this window, I have four pictures taken of this window. That thing right there, that purple V at the top that almost looks like wings. Yep. This yep. is the only picture that shows up in. The only one. The rest of the pictures that have any purple to them show up in a ball in different spots around this window. The B3 Airspace B3 is saying that it smelled like rotten flowers when she went there back in the 80s. Like compost. It's just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. You know, and I'm not saying Sean's home is disgusting if he lives there. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying what is inhabiting up there is is not anything that I was comfortable with. I, I, I felt very threatened. I couldn't get out of there quick enough. Wow. There's uh -huh. not one picture, I don't think, one picture of me smiling up there. I couldn't do it, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw my big old cheesy ass grin in front of a camera anytime. I don't care. I couldn't do it up here. It was just extremely uncomfortable. I don't know if I could stay here by, my, by myself. I don't know if I could. This, this for me rivals the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans. I just, I don't think I could do it. My last oh, well. visit to New Orleans oh, well. was the first time I've ever walked on the same sidewalk as that as that mansion. Yeah, I know you've had issues yeah, there before. Yeah, just can't do it. Can't do it. Um, I felt very threatened. Uh, Bree Jones is asking, jump. is it possible there's a burial up there? Uh, I was just wondering from the smells. There's plenty of death up there. There's pl plenty of death up there. I mean, it, it seeped into the walls. It seeped into the floor. There was death all over the place. But I did not sense a body. I didn't sense a body. Now, we did catch um, on the second floor, uh, and I didn't send you this picture, Mike, but I've posted it. I've posted the pictures that I took literally seconds apart um, in the, the little small alcove with the chair, and you can see, <clears throat> excuse me, you can see something flying across the room. There were no bugs. Did I mention it? It's fucking cold in Ireland. Okay. <laughs> True story. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. Um, but it's, I, I still have more to go through with that, and I'll go into greater detail in the book. But I have to tell you, if you go to Ireland, it does need to be on your list. And, um, oh, like it's said, definitely Shana's on our list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Shauna and I have Shana's already talked about nice that. Guy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it, it's weird. It's so weird because, we get there, and we are led to the castle by a dog. Interesting. We're halfway down the street. I've got video of it. This dog meets us at our car and leads us to the castle. Oh, wow. It's the strangest damn thing I've ever seen. And then there's like four or five cats outside the castle as well. None of these animals try to go in. None of them. You know, and it's weird. It's like the little watchers. Well, we so know strong. from animals, they're you know, with how sensitive they are. That you know, like, yeah, you, you human, you go up in that castle. We're, we're going to stay yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah you yeah. knock yourself out. Yeah. But speaking of of something, I have to throw this in real quick. 
and I don't have a picture of it because there was no way to do it. And it wasn't at LEP. Um, Jan and I were exploring out by Torque Waterfall, and we were trying. We were heading down this cove after we saw the waterfall to go where the waters meet. And uh, we were. I mean, it's it's a paved path. You can ride a bike down there, but you can't take a car or anything like that. And we were walking and taking pictures and stuff. There's this woman that's walking towards us, and she's in clothing like what we would have on, our day and age. I could even describe her to a T to you. But she's walking towards us, and then she turns and walks into the, the, the grass and wooded area and disappears. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Poof. Hey, Rebecca no, Gardner yeah. is wondering if there's a uh, dungeon in Lep Castle. She's also having huge thunderstorms and losing connections, so I want to get oh, that answer. Yeah, everybody's everybody's kind of, it's like four states long, like <laughs> Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, we're Illinois, I'd probably even I Missouri. we're supposed to be getting some of it, too. Yeah. Um, I, I did not go into one, um, but the people that I know that have investigated there that I've talked to since I came since I went there, um, there are, <clears throat> excuse me, multiple outbuildings and I believe, yes, a dungeon, but they did have an, an obliette or a murder hole. They had a murder hole. Right. Uh, right. So, um, you could be feeling that because ew, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I okay? remember about the obliette on, uh, yeah. one of the shows a long time ago. Yeah. So, um, they do have one. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. bad. Also, um, from Rebecca, do they charge to get into all these different places? It is so different than it is here. So different. How so? Uh, okay, uh, we paid six euro to get into Lep Castle, which is essentially eight dollars American. Now it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah, we could have stayed there all day too. He wouldn't have. Well, was it like self-guided tour, or how did they? Yeah. How, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could have stayed there because he's open from nine to five. Mm -hmm. We could have stayed all day. And for that's kind of like that's kind of like Ohio State Reformatory. It's it's twelve dollars, so a little little more pricey. But it's you can take the whole day self guided tour, walk any pretty much anywhere you want to go. They have some areas that are roped off, so it sounds a lot like that. Oh yeah, and for anyone who thinks you can only investigate or get. Um, impressions or feelings from a place at night bullshit you get them all day long oh yeah okay get them all day long um but then the next one this was the one i was excited to tell you about okay, okay. yeah you yeah you're leaving a surprise might, for me yeah mike don't even know this okay um we went oh, to hang on a second before you get yeah. there um kayla spears asked could you give some insight on the history of which one well, we we're talking about lap. So. Okay, um, I would. Well, here's the thing, Kayla. <laughs> I would love to, but I go into places cold, so all I have on them is my feelings, because I didn't want to be influenced. So um, I will. I will gladly look it up and put it in the book, but I didn't want. I didn't want to go in there with any preconceived notions as to what I should feel. So I went in not knowing anything, <laughs> you know. I mean, some people don't like to do that. Mike doesn't do that. Mike, yeah, it's like to the have yeah, it. total opposite of me. Yeah, but I'm I'm just worried that I'm going to be influenced. I'm worried that what the information that I get isn't going to be mine. 
you know, so that bothers me a little bit. Only reason I don't do it. Um, but I'm there's plenty of information I'm sure on it. Uh, and I'll put some uh, in the book, but it's supposed to be one of the most haunted castles in Ireland. And from what I felt in the short time I was there, I would concur. I would concur. Um, one of my favorite places we went, and this is simply because I get to tell Mike about it because he doesn't know anything yet, yep. Um, yep. was a place called Ross Castle. Now, not anything I would, you know, yeah, that's the up still. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm getting there. But uh, didn't know anything about Ross Castle, <laughs> you know, found out that it was close to a place that we were staying. We were staying at the Cahernane, Cahernan, I think, in uh, Killarney. And um, we we went there. I think, I think I sent you the right picture. I'm trying to remember. I think that's, I think that's Ross. If it's not, I'll, I'll fix it. But um, there's so many castles. We saw so many. But we showed up 10 minutes before the last tour. And we were the only ones again. Keep in mind, it's a guided tour. You are not allowed to take pictures at all inside the castle. I mean, they'll, they, they said absolutely not. And they'll stop the tour and get rid of you right then and there. Which kind of sucked because it was really, really neat on the inside. They took it back as close as they could to what would have been the original um, interior, which would have been around 1400s, 1500s, okay? Well, the lady, we were the only two on there, and the lady is walking us through everything and telling us stuff, and I start um, explaining to her why they did certain things with <laughs> with uh, their what they use as far as their candles go, um, you know, different different information um, all about the castle. And I'm doing this with her and actually giving her information she didn't know or had forgotten about as we're going through this tour. And when we finished the tour, she asked me, she goes, now, do you mind me asking you something? And I'm like, no, what? And she goes, how did you know all that? And I asked her, I said, do you really want me to tell you? <laughs> right. <laughs> and she said, yes, right. please. And I said, what's this little lady standing next to me was telling me all of it. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. The look on her face was priceless. It was priceless. And if you go to those other two drawings, the lady, the one that I posted about, um, she looks really sad, but she's not. She's just, these were hard times. Not, not yet. Um, these were hard times back then. I mean, people just didn't walk around smiling, you know. Um, that Her. She was the one that gave me all of the information. But she wouldn't go to the very top, which is where um, they had their, what they would call, I guess, their great hall. It's where they would, they had the tapestries and everything and the nicer table and all the chairs where they would entertain and and just kind of show people their riches, you know, and show how powerful they were. She wouldn't go into that room, which I found fascinating, but I didn't get a chance to ask her why, because the gentleman that I drew with a big beard, he was sitting at that table. And he was sitting in one of the chairs. Yeah. Now, he, him, People are calling people him are Hagrid. Calling <laughs> he looks... That is exactly how I described him. He looked <laughs> to me like the 
actual non-animated version of the How to Train Your Dragon Dad. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's who, what was his name, baby? Stoic the Vast. That's, that, he looked like the non-animated version. Very, very, very red hair. Very red hair. I mean, redder than my bottle shit, okay? (laughs) Um, But he was, and, and, and he didn't have those little bitty skinny animated legs. But he was sitting at the table. Um, and the thing about it was, was that only one piece of furniture that was in the entire castle was actually original to Ireland. The rest of it came from Northern Europe. Oh, go figure that. Yes. And, but it, it was as close as they could get. You know, and it was for effect so they could give you an idea of what it looked like. And it made perfect sense to me because I believe that he was attached to the table and chairs, okay. <laughs> you know? So it was just kind of one of those things because he wasn't moving. He wasn't talking. He wasn't doing anything like that, but he was sitting at that table and chairs as if he owned it. Nice. Very cool. You know, it was, it was really, really interesting to me because I did not have any idea what tallow was when I asked the woman if they used tallow candles. Oh, you just, <laughs> you straight up asked about something you didn't even know anything about? Didn't know about it. I didn't know tallow's animal fat. Okay. I, I mean, I explained to her okay. I explained to her how they how they lit rushes for light because candles were too expensive and were taxed. You know? Um I uh, I explained to her about the plates and how that made how it made everybody crazy because they had so much lead in them. I didn't know. Yeah, that would make yeah, sense. And, and it was just it was weird because the woman, the little woman that was telling me all this, the part that I think got the tour guide so much was that she was explaining the spiral staircase, and this little bitty teeny tiny woman was standing next to me, telling me that they formed them that way because most people are right-handed and when they go to swing a sword, they're going to swing it right-handed coming down and if the person is coming up attacking them, if they're right-handed, they're going to be hitting the stairs and they can't get the person. Right, it's a better position for them. Exactly. Exactly. And and this little bitty lady was explaining this to me and I'm explaining it to her and she's like, you're absolutely right. (laughs) And I think that she thought that I was some like historical genius because I seem to have all of this information when I did I I love history I'm not well versed in it that's your department dude that's not me you know but I knew a lot of shit about Ross Castle and I've never been there very cool very cool you would have gotten a huge out of it you would have Rebecca Gardner is asking uh, any idea why they won't allow photography there I don't know. Um, I think maybe because the the objects that are in there, and I mean, y'all, I'm not kidding. They were the real thing. They are priceless, you know. And you wouldn't think that there would be an issue with thievery, but there could be. Usually you with know? places like that, it comes down to two things. One, with flash photography, if there's anything like uh, paintings or e- even the old rugs, you know, that flash constant, 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 constant will start to dull out the color. So that's 
one mm -hmm. reason why a lot of museums don't like to have you use any sort of flash photography. Now, when they go with like no photography whatsoever, they're being very, very selective as to the photos that they want released to the public because they want people to be able to come and observe to okay. frequent their castle or museum or whatever it is. And if there's a whole bunch of photos out there on the internet about it, then people are less likely to go there because they've seen all the photos. So. True, but there is no comparison. There's no comparison. You can see all oh, kinds of, of photos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can see all kinds of photos, I'm sure, of Lep Castle online. But when you go in there and you, you touch the furniture, you touch the walls, which I don't really recommend, <laughs> but you can do it, um, there's, there's no comparison. Yeah. I thanks mean, for all the hearts on uh, Periscope. I appreciate that. I mean, you can view history all day long on the internet, but you're not living it. Oh, it's very different actually being there. But for some people, it's amazing. That's for some people that that's enough. Okay, I got to see inside it. I'll move on. It's yeah. I mean, I I hope that, and I don't think that any of our watchers would hold that opinion. And 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 if you do, make me wag my finger at you. <laughs> um, Get rid of it because there is, I mean, being in Blarney Castle, can't describe it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot about him. Oh, my goodness. I drew, I don't even know what I did with that drawing. That's going to be in the book, too. Um, did you lose one? I did. Yeah. Um, he's He was an earl that I saw in Blarney Castle, which uh, if anybody goes there, see the grounds, too. You must... Yeah. Walk the grounds. Yeah. We walk the grounds in the rain. Oh, wow. Oh, in the <laughs> rain. Do you a little wet? Yeah. So I, I spent most of my trip soaked. I don't care. Um, so it's, Rebecca it's Gardner is saying that uh, maybe Hotter Road Media should do a Castles and Ghosts of Ireland documentary. So, yeah, as soon as Shauna and I go there, you, you can absolutely bet we're going to come away from that with all kinds of footage for you. You you really must, y'all. I didn't, I didn't even come close to hitting everything that I could have hit while I was there. Tell everybody uh, what you did. Oh uh, my god! Because you rattled all that off to me, and I was like, Good "You've got to be kidding and me!" Jesus, yeah. And keep in mind, this isn't even a tenth of what I want to do. Let me pull that up. Hold on now. Okay. Yeah, you were rattling off all kinds of stuff, and it was like, wow, you did that in the limited amount of time that you had? Okay, y'all. This is Ireland in eight days via me, okay? Dublin, Belfast, Killarney, Cork, Bunratty, Galway, St. Patrick's Cathedral, St. Finn's Cathedral, Torque Waterfall, Giant's Causeway, Ross Castle, Blarney Castle, Lep Castle, Dunluce Castle, Dark Hedges, Elizabeth Fort, Muckross House, Muckross Abbey, Blackrock Castle, Desmond Hall, Dunaguara Castle, St. St. Mary's Abbey, Hellfire, Titanic Museum, Rock of Cashel, Hoare Abbey, Bunratty Castle, Cliffs of Mower, Old Church on Ring of Kerry, creepy as fuck, <laughs> Old Military Barracks on Ring of Kerry, Ring of Barra, and the Wild Atlantic Way. Now keep in mind... Eight days. Eight days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know oh, how you like, did that. I have no idea how you did all that in eight days. We drove over 1,400 miles and walked over 130 in eight days. 
And, uh, yeah, I'm closer to 50 than I am 40, y'all. <laughs> I was the oldest one. So uh, I was a little tired. Um, so Bree Jones is wondering, is Barney Castle the one with the mounds? Which mounds? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, Barney has extensive grounds. Um, they have uh, the witches wishing steps, which I did my thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, they have their own uh, stone circle, seven sisters. Um, but as, as to say mounds there, I did not see any. Yeah, um, she there says was the, the mound mounds from my picture. So I guess maybe that's the... Maybe that's our profile picture. I don't know. It's a little circle there, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know, sweetheart. I'll have to look. Um, but I mean, let's just face it. There are bodies buried all over Ireland. Now I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You go to England, you can't throw a stone and not hit a cemetery. You go to Ireland, you're driving for miles and miles and miles searching for cemeteries. Really? Actually, Why is it that hard yes. to find cemeteries here? Because I mean, it, the country is extremely old, so you think there should be cemeteries everywhere. I think people, I think people are buried without headstones. They're Probably, all over. Yeah. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. I asked the lady at uh, Ross Castle. I said, "I got to ask you, and please don't take offense, but what the hell do you people do with your dead?" I said, "Because I can't find. I mean, there's so few." And the strangest thing is at Muckross Abbey, which was actually a lovely. Lovely place, with the exception of one area. One area. The rest of it could have stayed all day, didn't have any problems. One area of it was not right, okay? Um, but they did have a small cemetery. But here's what's ironic is, I mean, there were there were people buried there from 1990. Oh, okay, it's all recent. The right. oldest grave I remember seeing was 1985. Yeah, that something doesn't seem right there. No. People have been there for a thousand years. I'm like, are you tossing least? them off the cliff? You know, what you doing with your dead people? You know, I mean, <laughs> I think I maybe saw the entire time I was there four cemeteries. Hmm. And I was on the, the East Coast, the West Coast, Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland, and Central Ireland. Did the so entire we're going to have to look into Irish burial customs because there's something unusual there. Um, we do have a question. As per that, I guess we'll do this one first and they'll go back up. Uh, per Zippy Davis, did they cremate them? It's a very Catholic state, so I highly doubt Probably, it. Yeah. yeah. Catholics would bury their dead, get all the crosses and everything going on. So that's yep. very strange. Yeah, it's a very Catholic place so i mean it's from from my understanding the majority of ireland is made up of catholic and protestant and well, they uh, had a war forever yeah so. exactly the so, troubles yeah, the, people in ireland don't even consider northern ireland's northern northern irish irish they don't they don't consider them that now well, there's such a strong heavy influence from uh, england so big time yeah. oh that that's that's the amazing part that's uh one thing you don't realize in in the Republic of Ireland, all your street signs, everything is in English, yes, but in Gaelic as well. Um, this, you know, the second you hit Northern Ireland, because it's all English, every last bit of it. No more Gaelic anywhere, nowhere that I could find. Um, and 
totally different currency. Everything is completely separate, even though it, you don't appear to cross the border. But like when I was in Cork and uh, we were waiting on a taxi because it was just it was pouring down rain. We were frozen. Um, this lovely little fellow that I was talking to, um, I was talking to him about coming back. And he said, uh, he goes, well, you know, where are you going to go to when you come back? And I said, well, I've been to Northern Ireland. I said, but I really do prefer the Republic of Ireland. And he goes, good answer. They ain't Irish <laughs> up there. And I'm like, wow, my goodness. Okay. But both lovely areas. Um, I will say this. The Republic of Ireland had a heavier spiritual feel to it than Northern Ireland did. And I'm sure that Northern Ireland has their places to go, um, except for Dunluce Castle. Dunluce Castle was very deep. It was very... When you walked in, and granted, we only got the last 30 minutes there, we almost didn't make it. Um, but it's like you were walking through muck, trying to get through it. The, the history was so heavy, hmm. you know? Hmm. Um, we got... We got um, we got to spend a little bit of time there, but not as much as we would have liked. And I want to go back there as well. But, you know, you, you were kind of going through, you were kind of going through the muck and, and the emotions and the residue left from history and, and, and from stuff there. But it didn't feel the same as what we felt in the Republic of Ireland. Okay. So I don't know if that has, I don't know if it's just the different viewpoints. Um, if there is more of a spiritual sense being Catholic as opposed to Protestant, I don't know. I don't know, but it's it was it was a different feel, most definitely. Interesting. So, Interesting. Um, per um, Kayla Spears, Kayla Spears, were you able to pick up in any names? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just gonna leave it at that. Come on. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I can't give everything away on the show. Y'all got a book to write. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's it's weird, you know. It really is. I mean, it's it's interesting and weird, and it wasn't as violent as I expected. I still have to say it. I still have to say it. Most violent place I've been is Virginia. <laughs> still got to say it. You know, it beats out Ireland, England, and Scotland. That's crazy. That's um, a little crazy. Yeah. It really is, but. There was there was a sense of belonging, sense of being home. Um, didn't I mean if it wasn't for my boy, I probably wouldn't have come back. They'd have had to kick me out. <laughs> true, very so, true. Per um, Richard Dreary, what was the what was scariest the- paranormal activity you encountered? Oh shit! Oh, I almost forgot. We're almost done. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, two of the places we stayed were haunted, and I won't say that, this, well, aside from LEP and how I felt upstairs when we were there, I can't say that this was the scariest, but it sure was the most annoying, okay? We were staying at the car at the Kahernan in Killarney, and our room was perfectly lovely. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Perfectly lovely room, but... It was it was haunted. <laughs> okay. It wasn't it wasn't part of the original building. It was added on. Um, we could not get the, the the heater to turn off. It was like ninety five degrees in our room. Um, Wi Fi. I'll take ninety five right now. 
No, no, you wouldn't have. Not in a room with no air. Nothing. No Wi-Fi. It wouldn't work until you walked out of the room. <laughs> and it worked everywhere else in the, in the hotel. TV. Cable went out. Only in our room. <laughs> so we couldn't turn off the heater. No Wi-Fi. No TV. And when I'm trying to sleep, the one night we stayed in that room, it was nothing but traffic. They were walking straight through the room just like this as if it didn't exist they didn't seem that i mean i don't think they knew i was there so it might you have know? just been residual it could have been residual either that or it's just one of those weird little plane things where they don't know we're here but they yeah, were that happens yeah there. it was a good 30 to 40 of them that just throughout the night just kept walking through the damn room so we got up the next morning and i went and talked to um the manager and they moved us to a suite they could not figure out why none of that stuff would work <laughs> well the suite was closer if not one of the original rooms nice so it wasn't something that was added on that you would have these people walking through because one was on the second floor the suite was the other one was on the ground floor so um and the other place, and this was annoying as hell. We stayed at the um, Ambassador Hotel and Spa in Cork. And I walked in and I looked at Jana and I said, this is a fucking hospital. Uh-oh. <laughs> and said, I know how you are with hospitals. We've surprised you with that them. before. I hate them. It was a hospital. I, I, told, I looked at her and I said, this is hospital and I fix totally I broke said, up. whether it's physical or mental they, 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 yeah. I said it's a hospital for people with diseases that they couldn't fix whether it's physical or mental and I said it's going to drive me crazy we go to check in ask the guy sure enough fucking hospital we have to when we're going up to our room and I'm just biting my tongue the whole way because I don't want to stay um, go up to our room, have to walk down a freaking hospital corridor to get to our room. Big old wide, huge hospital corridor. Then we have some bitch banging on our radiator all night long. Just, just like this. <laughs> all night. All night. Every time we would go to take a shower. you're so tired. I'm telling you, every time we would go to take a shower, I don't know what would make it do it because it didn't happen anywhere else. The water would bubble in the toilet. You had bubbly <laughs> toilet water. Yep. Wow. wow. Yep. When we were taking a shower, um, could not get whoever it was to stop banging on the radiator. Me and Jana were both saying, stop it, because it was never consistent. It, and it was it was just oh it was just weird and then you could hear because I know it was a woman you could hear her walking up and down there was in our room there was a little hallway that led to our bathroom hear her walking up and down the hallway walking in the bathroom then she'd come back in the bedroom and <laughs> like seriously she got your attention <laughs> all night two nights <laughs> you couldn't get a new room with that one no we did at that point. We hadn't stayed at the Kahanan yet, so my irritation was bad, but it wasn't that the heat would turn off. 
or it wasn't too terribly hot. Once we got to the Kahrenan, I'm like, are you really, <laughs> really? No, yeah. we're not doing this all night long. So it, needless to say, it was, it was very, very interesting. Um, the spirits do seek you out there just like they do anywhere else. But it is again completely different. It's like that one uh, that one uh, show I did, did uh, or just on my thing. I called it paranormal Chinese food. It's regional on how they act. I'm telling y'all right now. You can think I'm crazy, but it's regional. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Tom is wanting to know. Tom McNicholas is wanting to know if you brought back any dirt. I brought back moss. Brought back moss. Yeah, well, that's different. You don't usually hear that moss. Why moss? Yeah. Because it's pretty. Because <laughs> it's pretty. You brought back Irish moss because it's pretty. Yeah, and to make jewelry with. I actually brought some back for George because I wasn't able to get um, any sand. But this moss has dirt in with it, too. But, yeah. yeah. I just got to figure out a way to mail it now. Yeah, Robert White was wondering, was that thunder? Yes. <laughs> there has been some thunder. I, I so. can't hear it. Um, Tom McNicholas is wondering if you got any of his relatives by his last name. Did you get any, any McNicholases out there? Only first names. Okay. Only first names. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because there's other stuff I want to tell y'all, but I also want you to buy the damn book. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and there's, there's some thunder. There's some thunder. Um, okay, so Bree Jones is wondering, does your moss have fairies with it? No. <laughs> I actually, apparently I have a sick and twisted sense of humor because I got my moss at Horror Abbey. <laughs> okay. okay. Horror Abbey, yeah. It's not spelled the same way, <laughs> okay? Okay. Um, that was actually just outside the Rock of Cashel which is a very interesting place. Um, but not a, the bad part, and I'm going to go ahead and say this for anyone who plans on going over there, you and, Sh and uh, Shauna included, is that sometimes some of these places are huge tourist traps. And well, so they're, when, like, we got very lucky at Lep, we got very lucky at Ross, um, but when you're at a place like the Rock of Cashel that, you know, should have an immense amount of activity, but there's 300 people there, most of which are school-age kids right. running right. and screaming through it. It really does put a damper on things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going back. All right. Well, uh, people, people are saying that Robert White said he's going to buy the book regardless. So <laughs> I think they want you to give up some. Um, Katie Palmer is saying that, you know, back to your story with the uh, lady that was walking through uh, the bedroom. Uh, the hotel suite, she's saying that she could see you throat-punching the lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If my if my fist wouldn't have hit air, I'd have done it. Right. I'd have done it because it was just, it was so frustrating. But then again, I feel kind of like a bitch because that's kind of why I'm there. You know? Right. But You want that experience, but you also need some sleep. Also need some sleep. You know, because when you're going, you know, on lack of sleep, one, you're unprotected because you can't focus enough, you know, in order to be able to shield yourself or to, to, to at least dilute what you're getting. And two, if you're if you have any type of delirium going on for lack of sleep, are you getting something or are you just loopy? 
Right, you know, so right. you kind of have to worry about those things. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot there. It really isn't that expensive of a trip. I highly recommend that people do it. Um, I do. I mean, I have I have so much more that I'm going to be putting out there. But those were the three ones in an hour that I could really hit on. Um, it's you got to go. Well, Shama and I Shama. are going at some point. Um, but yeah, everybody else, if if there's a way, definitely do it. It's just. Ireland's one of those magical places, for sure. It really, it really is. It really is. Um, and of course, you have, you know, you have your touristy stuff. You have like we did, yeah, we did Temple Bar. That was a touristy thing. Um, but for the most part, just drive. We two of the coolest places we found, which was that creepy little ass church that you have on the the banner. Um, and then the military barracks, we found those by accident. We found those by accident. You know? Rebecca Gardner is asking they, for they a uh, rough estimate of the trip. Uh, oh, oh! I can tell you right now, aside from Spirit Airlines fucking us over, uh, which we're going to get minimal, minimal reimbursement on that. But um, if you go on Great Value Vacations, what we did is for... Eight nights, nine days, rental car, airfare, round trip from New York to Ireland and back, all hotels, taxes and fees, the uh, Cliffs of Moher experience, um, uh, 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 hop on and off bus pass, and uh, all breakfast buffets, which are amazing at every hotel. They're amazing, okay? Eat it up. You're going to need it. (laughs) Um, $1,076. That's $1,076. Yes, that's that's, that's pretty good. Eight day trip to Ireland, thousand seventy six. <clears throat> All you got to do is get to New York. Don't do Spirit Air to get there. <laughs> okay, yeah. so from New York to Ireland, the whole trip is thousand seventy six. But wherever you are, you still have that extra cost to get into New York. Yeah, but okay. if you if you um, we did the we did the Ireland trip like eight months in advance, so you've got eight months to get your plane ticket to go to New York. Okay. But not you know, spirit. N- do not use spirit. Okay. Yeah. I'll kick your butt myself. <laughs> okay? Yeah. They they no longer get any business from anybody I know because they're horrific. Basically, they, they bumped Vanessa's flight. Now, remember, she just got back. She just got back a couple days ago, right? When was it? April 28th they bumped your flight to? Yep. So how in the world is she supposed to spend four weeks just hanging out in the airport waiting for her flight? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, our flight was, and we had confirmation numbers, everything. Our flight was March 28th, and they bumped us to April 28th. And did nothing, nothing to compensate us. We had to come up with with the money to get flights through American Airlines back home. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. I remember being bumped. And just this years ago, you know, mid '90s, Alaska Airlines, and we got bumped for—I can't even remember what the reason was. They put us up in a hotel and everything, and put us on a flight the next morning. So yeah. the reason why Spirit couldn't do that for you guys, and yeah, that's ridiculous. Because they're losers. Yeah. They're a piece of shit airline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we were at the end of our hour <clears throat> seven minutes ago. So, <laughs> which is fine. So we'll get the inside, the upside down of just. It'll start a little bit later. That's fine. 
So, uh, and hopefully it'll still be on because we have what everybody else is experiencing, the storms. So we've been yeah, off and on thunder. We've been off and on thunder all day. So just restarted here. I know we lost Shauna earlier because of that. Um, she's not going to be joining us now for Inside the Upside Down. So uh, she sent me a text and just she, her power's up and down, up and down. Um, we've had others within the chat. I think, didn't, didn't Don, didn't you say there was a lightning strike near you? So... Oh my! Yeah. So it's been crazy. Uh, so that's not good. No, it's not. But stay tuned. Inside the upside down, we're going to be talking about crawlers. <laughs> oh, creepy! Yes, yes, creepy crawly. Uh, basically, because we're doing the mysteries of the Church of Darkness uh, for Friday Night Ghost Frights, which many of you may remember. I've talked about Black Bear Church a number of different times. I covered it a little more extensively in a Friday Night Ghost Rites back in the fall. But this is the actual Mysteries of the Church of Darkness story that I wrote for the Ghost Story and Case Files, which actually mixes it mixes the real history and legends with some storytelling, with some fiction. You know, it's as if you just opened up my uh, file cabinet and started looking for the, through case files. But some of the stuff is just you know for storytelling purposes. I will say this, that if you guys watched the Friday Night Ghost Frights from this past Friday, the reading from Vanessa is actually a real reading from Vanessa for that particular uh, area. So you gave you probably don't even remember it, but you gave it years ago. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Awesome. All right. Yeah, you know, floopy so, up in there. No one wants to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's get into the shout outs. First, we'll get into yes. our super chat superstars. We had a few of them this evening. So that was Tom McNicholas, Vicki Lawrence, and Andrew Cox. Thank you guys very, very much for your super chats this evening. Always, always, always appreciated. Uh, also want to throw some uh, shout-outs to our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons, which Tom McNicholas is one of those. Uh, Grizz, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis is one of those, BD Flint, and Pamela Queen. Thank all of you, our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons. And we have other Patreon patrons as well, but uh, the Deep Down the Rabbit Hole ones are the ones that get the, the credits at the end of the videos and all of that stuff, so... All right, so let's get into the shout-outs. Unfortunately, our chat shenanigator, Shauna, was power in and out. But our Cheshire cat, Donna Gorton, was down in there. And if you would like to be part of the uh, White Rabbit uh, notification squad, please let Donna know. And she may be hitting some of you guys up anyway. Just saying, hey, you want to be a part of this? It would be pretty cool. So, <laughs> so let her know. Uh, so let's see, uh, Jody Brewer, thank you very much. There is Zippy Davis as well. Pung guy, fun guy, thank you as always. Bethany Warner, uh, is <laughs> just as she's showing up an hour late and missed you all, we'll go back and rewatch. So I'm giving the shout outs as she walks in. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Andrew Cox, Robert White from Australia, thank you as always for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Shay Carroll, thanks. Uh, Beyond the Light Network on Spreaker. Uh, so we are uh, simulcasting there as well. As well as down there in Periscope. Uh, thank you down there in Periscope for joining us this evening as well. I know I don't pay as much attention to the Periscope feed as I do the YouTube feed, but it's just it's the way it is. Our main broadcast is YouTube. Uh, Katie Palmer, thank you as always. Denise Pridemore, thank you. Uh, Shama is actually going to be on Denise Pridemore's show on April 9th. So be sure to 
Monday, yeah, so be sure to check that out, too. Uh, Don, Spooky Spectacular, thank you very much. Uh, Serenable, thanks again, as always. Uh, there's Grizz, a Yeti Grizz, saying hello, all right. Uh, Ava Keller, thank you very much for joining us again. Tama Heitzman, hey, how you doing? Uh, good to see you this evening. Imla Buddha 61 thanks again for joining. Sean Gilmore, Ectovision Paranormal. So uh, we'll see how the weather is for this weekend if we're going to get out to uh, the Swift Gore area. Don't know, because weather's been crazy. Uh, Chipper Terry, thanks again for joining us. Uh, who else do we have? Susie Randall, thanks for joining us tonight. There's Vicki Lawrence again, thank you. Um, Joe Chandler, thank you as always. Uh, Charmy Vapes, Paranormal. <laughs> Charmy's always changed their name. It's usually Charmy Vapes, or it might be Charmy Charms. It's been Charmy Vapes and shit, now it's Charmy Vapes, that Paranormal. Was- no, I know that's, that's my favorite. Charmy Bates and shit. Still my favorite. That was awesome. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, Kayla Spears, thank you for the questions tonight. Uh, Carrie Parrish, thanks for joining us as always. And who else do we have? I scroll up. Uh, Rebecca Gardner, thanks for all the questions this evening. And uh, Bree Jones, of course. Uh, thank you for joining us. Michelle Nugent, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, um, Bree Jones is one of our other uh, Patreon patrons as well. There's BD Flint with a $2 super chat right here at the end. It says, just made it. Thanks, BD. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, Diane Hilbert uh, is there as well. Uh, Ray the Fam. Hey, Ray, how you doing? From Fresno. Thanks for joining us this evening. And I think that is going to be about it. Um, yeah, B3 Aerospace says, Vanessa, this was excellent stories of your eight days. Thank you very Thank much. You. And uh, Tim Schoen is in here as well. All right. So I think hey, that is going hey. to, yeah. Can I address something real quick? And there's Jen saying, way to go. Yeah, real quick. Go ahead. Okay, real quick. Uh for Chandra, I don't think she's on here, but she asked me to address something on her page, and I, I want to, to address it here for more people to see. All right. Uh, she was talking about tarot, and somebody um, went on there and started talking about how it, it's it's harmful to give somebody false hope um, that people don't need to know the future. They only need to know the present. Um, and I, I am going to completely disagree with that. Uh, and I would love for anyone who is on Chandra's page as well, Chandra Beatty, to go on there and give their opinion. Um, I simply put tarot is used as a guide to give a sense of direction to the client. There is no such thing as false hope as long as there is free will and the opportunity to change. And people need to understand this. I am so sick and fucking tired of holier-than-thou people getting on there and telling people what they should and should not know. This is free will, folks. This is a chance to find out things that you didn't necessarily know or couldn't possibly understand without additional guidance. And if it gives somebody hope that their future might hold something brighter than what they are dealing with right now, then I don't see how that can be harmful. Absolutely. Uh, telling, yeah, telling somebody that they don't have any right to dream is is a good way to get throat punched by me. There's those throat right? punches again. Yeah. So uh, by all means... Feel free to put your two cents in on that. Um, granted, you can have bad tarot readers, too, that do tell people lies and shit. But everybody should have an opportunity to to find out 
what they need to do to make their life better. That's all I wanted to say. That just pisses me off. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I can't say anything better than you already did. Just I'll say absolutely agree. Absolutely. Thank you. So, um, also, I know just Discord threads. Give Discord threads a shout out there. And, okay, so there was a question. Bethany Warner, is there another show tonight? Yes, Inside the Upside Down, we're going to be talking about crawlers. That is coming up. It's going to be probably around 11 o'clock now because <laughs> we did go a bit over with this one, but that's all right because uh, that is your edge of the rabbit hole after our show, Inside the Upside Down. So that is coming up here uh, just after this. Switch out the set a little bit, and then we'll be, and i got to, you know, put posts and all that stuff out there, uh, get a little drink, use the restroom, all that crap <laughs> so that takes me about 15 to do uh, so that is coming up also for anybody that is not yet a subscriber please go ahead and do so we'd love to have you aboard click the little bell notification you'll get all the notifications of our shows edge of the rabbit hole inside the upside down of course we have the friday night ghost frights on friday night and then we have our full paranormal investigation videos as well so all kinds of stuff here on the road media youtube channel so Woo-hoo! i think that's gonna do it vanessa That'll do it. All right. And we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa has to go walk the dog, literally. I always. do. And everybody do. else, we'll see you in about 15. <laughs>